think well on it, or Reflections on the Great Truths of the Christian Religion for Every Day of the Month, by Bishop Richard Challoner. Fifteenth Day, on the Interior Pains of Hell. Consider first that the fire of hell, with all the rest of the exterior torments, which are endured there, are terrible indeed, but no way is comparable to the interior pains of the soul, the poena dameni, or eternal loss of God, and of all that is good, the extremity of anguish, which follows from this loss, the rueful remorse of a bitter but fruitless repentance, attended with everlasting rage and despair, the complication of all those racking tortures in the inward powers and faculties of the soul are torments incomparably greater than anything that can be suffered in the body. Consider secondly, in particular, that pain of loss, which, in the judgment of the divines, is the greatest of all the torments of hell. The worldlings here have difficulties of conceiving how this can be possible. Alas, poor sinners, so weak is their notion of eternal goods, and so deeply are they immersed in the goods of this world, amusing themselves with a variety of created objects, which divert their thoughts from God's sovereign goodness, that they cannot conceive how the loss of God can be so great and dismal a torment, as his saints and servants, who are guided by better lights, agree it to be. But the case will be altered when they find themselves in hell, there they shall be convinced, by woeful experience, what a misery it is to have lost their God, lost him totally, lost him irrevocably, lost him eternally, lost him in himself, lost him in all his creatures, and to be eternally banished from him, who was their only happiness, last end, sovereign good, nay, the overflowing fountain of all good, and in losing him to have lost all that is good, and that for ever. As long as sinners are in this mortal life, they many ways partake of the goodness of God, who makes the sun to rise on the good and bad, and the rain to fall upon the just and unjust. All that is agreeable in this world, all that is delightful in creatures, and all that is comfortable in life, is all in some measure a participation of the divine goodness. No wonder, then, that the sinner, whilst he so many ways partakes of the goodness of God, should not in this life be sensible of what it is to be totally and eternally deprived of him. But in hell, alas, those unhappy wretches shall find that in losing God they have lost all kinds of good or comfort which any of his creatures heretofore afforded, instead of which they find all things now conspiring against them, nor any way left of diverting the dreadful thought of this loss, which is always present to their minds, and grinds them with inexpressible torments. Consider thirdly that every damned soul shall be a hell to herself, and all and every one of her powers and faculties shall have their respective hells, her memory shall be forever tormented by revolving without ceasing on her past folly, stupidity, and madness, and forfeiting the eternal joys of heaven, that ocean of bliss, which she might have obtained at so cheap a rate, and which so many of her acquaintance are now in possession of, 
for an empty, trifling pleasure that lasted but for a moment, and left nothing behind but the stain of sin and the remorse of a guilty conscience, or for some petty interest or punctilio of honor by which she was then robbed of all her treasures and honors, and upon account of which she is now so miserably poor and despicable, eternally trodden underfoot by insulting devils. Oh, what will her judgment then be of this transitory world, in all its cheating vanities, when after having been millions of ages in hell, looking back from that immense eternity, and scarce being able to find out that infinite duration, this little point of her mortal life, she shall compare time with eternity, past pleasures with present pains, virtue with vice, and heaven with hell. Consider fourthly that the understanding of the damned shall also have its proper hell, in being forever deprived of the light of truth, always employed in false and blasphemous judgments and notions concerning God and his justice, to the great increase of its own misery, and ever dwelling upon the thoughts of present and future torments, without being able for a moment to think of anything else, so that all and every one of the torments which the damned endure, and are to endure for eternity, are every moment before the eyes of their understanding, and thus in every moment they bear the insupportable load of a miserable eternity. Consider fifthly that, as the obstinate will of the sinner has been the most guilty, so this power of the soul shall suffer in proportion the greatest torment, always seeking what she shall never find, and ever flying from what she must eternally endure. Ah, what fruitless longings, what vain wishes, shall be her constant entertainment, whilst she is doomed for eternity, never to attain any one, even the least thing which she desires. Oh, who can express that violent impetuosity with which the will of these wretches is now carried towards God? sensible as they are of the immense happiness which is found in the enjoyment of him. But alas, they always find an invisible hand that drives them back, or rather they always find themselves bound fast down in eternal chains, struggling in vain with the hand which they cannot resist, and unable to make the least approach towards the objects of their restless desires. Hence they break forth into a thousand blasphemies, Hence the whole soul is torn in pieces with a whole army of the violent, and with all opposite passions of fury, envy, hatred, despair, etc. These torments of the interior powers of the soul are attended with that never-dying worm of conscience which shall ever prey upon these miscreants, by which is meant an eternal remorse, a bitter but fruitless repentance, which is ever racking their despairing souls. Sweet Jesus, deliver us from such a dreadful complication of evils.